Greetings, everyone. Ronnie Landis here, and welcome to another episode of the official Ronnie Landis podcast show. I'm also the founder of the Holistic Health Mastery Certification Course. You can find more information about that at holistichealthmastery.com. And I also want to take this moment to share one of the most extraordinary nutritional product slash natural supplements that I've ever come across. It's a product from a company called Ojai Energetics. And my friend William Clyden is one of the world's leading experts and visionaries when it comes to all things hemp and specifically CBD rich hemp oil. And the product that he came out with recently in the last year or two years is a CBD product that is highly deliverable, it's highly absorbable, and it's highly potent. And it's a product that has blown me away. And I swear, at least every day it seems like somebody is messaging me on Facebook, somebody is sending me an email, somebody is cornering me in a health food store, and they're asking me where they can get the most potent and the most effective CBD-based products possible. And for a long time, I couldn't actually answer this this question because although there were a lot of CBD products out there, there weren't very many that I could hang my hat on as a recommendation because I just felt like energetically they weren't quite coherent. They weren't quite in resonance. There was something missing. They hadn't quite cracked the code, but Ojai Energetics has cracked the code on the CBD administering um, within the product that they've created. It it is incredible. And I have actually noticed shifts in my cognitive awareness, my neurological function, my ability to modulate my stress response, mood upliftment, anti-inflammatory properties. Everything that CBD is associated with is in this particular product from Ojai Energetics. So I want to put out a plug for them, and you can find this product. And they actually have a number of CBD-based products. They have a topical coconut oil-based product that drives the fat-soluble CBD compound directly into the epidermal layers of the skin. And then they have a sublingual product, which you just take as a dropper, and goes into the mucous membranes of your saliva and goes right into your bloodstream. You can find those products at highpotencycbd.com. Again, highpotencycbd.com. Enjoy that. Now on with the show. So today's episode is very near and dear to my heart. It's with a very good friend of mine, Prescott Love from Los Angeles. And what an incredible message this man has in his heart. And I first met Preston a number of years ago at Air One Natural Foods Market um, in Los Angeles. And I just kind of bumped up, bumped into him in happenstance. And a number of synchronicities occurred the moment that him and me started communicating with each other. And I came to find out that he was the formulator of an incredible Ormus-based product that I had tried a couple months before that and had some profound effects happen to me and some downloads and synchronicities happened because of taking in that product. And then I come to find out later on that he was actually the person, he was kind of the magician 
behind the scenes who formulated that product. And over the years, I have seen him just evolve, transform, grow into just an amazing brother and an amazing voice for the message of Ormus. For those who aren't aware of what Ormus is, its code name it's code name for orbitally rearranged monoatomic elements. What the heck does that mean? Well, Prescott is the perfect person to actually explain what Ormus is, what the practical implications or um, benefits of it are to the human body and to the neurological system, but also to really connect the dots to its more etherical associations. Ormus has been a type of alchemical extraction that has been revered for centuries, dating back to what you might consider to be the um, inception of our modern modern day chemistry, which comes from alchemy, thinking of the Hermetic texts and Paracelsus and many of these famous chemists or alchemists, and it's one of those topics that really requires a, a certain way of delivering the information because it can be kind of esoteric in nature, but it's actually more simple than that. It's more physical. It's more grounded than just the spiritual connotations. But my experience has taught me that by taking in Ormus-rich foods and Ormus-rich substances like Prescott's product and doing it in a certain way, it really amplifies meditative states of conscious awareness like meditation, for example. I've noticed that when I do take this product before I go into a meditation it really acts as a conductor of sorts. It like tunes up your tuning fork and allows you to be a better conduit for inspired ideas, insights, um, solutions to certain obstacles you may be trying to figure out in your life, and it increases your synchronicity clock. You'll notice serendipities and synchronicities start to occur more often. We may actually believe, or it may be that synchronicities are happening around us and, and through us all the time, but we don't have a depth of perspective or perception that allows us to see these synchronicities when they do occur. And substances like Ormus help bring our energy body, if you will, into our physical body and anchor it so we're more aware of the subtleties that are happening in and around us at all times. So that's a little bit of an introduction of what we get into. You are going to enjoy this episode with my good friend and colleague, Prescott Love. Enjoy. Prescott joined the Air Force at age 18 and made missiles and rockets. It was a high security clearance specialty position due to the scoring exceptionally high on his aptitude exam. Then from there, he studied chemistry and biology at the University of Arizona. He was pre-med and wanted to be a psychiatrist. He conducted research projects on Parkinson's disease, Reiki healing, had letters of recommendation from the dean of the medical school and his organic chemistry teacher and doctor he did research with. 
He then took the psychiatric medications himself to get the download on what it was, and he decided to opt out of the, me- the Western medicine for good. He did not know what he wanted to do and began studying Chinese medicine and Ayurveda. He discovered Ormus, began making it. It brought him colorful, lucid dreams, wise downloads, incredible synchronistic phenomenon. He began feeling crystal energy and experiencing higher states of consciousness and oneness. And that's when he decided to make it himself, not because he wanted to use it per se, but because he wanted to give modern society the best Ormus the world has ever seen thus far. Welcome to the show. Mm. Thank you, brother. Yeah, my pleasure to have you on. And we've been friends for some time now, and I've seen the work that you're doing, which I think is is highly exceptional. I love your product, as you know. I've been into the Ormus community for some time now, and this is definitely the best Ormus product that I've ever taken. And mm-hmm. we'll, we'll dive into that. We'll we'll talk about what Ormus is and you know, um, why this is such a unique product that really came to you in a series of visions, I assume. Um, but before we jump into that, I really want to kind of dive a little bit more into your backstory from your words, how you got started in this field of research, you know, I guess more so like what was your awakening to your new path because reading your bio it's very clear that hey like you came from a certain type of background um Mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't make it out of that you know yeah uh, to do especially to do what you're doing so let's talk about like where you come from and what what brought you to this place well that's a you know it's a long conversation and it's pretty much been a, a lifelong journey for me uh you know like they say from the belly of the beast bringing peace to the streets, right? Um, I was brought into uh, situations that I feel uh, extremely fortunate to have been born into. Um, most people would consider them unfortunate circumstances. Uh, my father was locked away when I was age two. Um, I then ended up living in battered children's and um, <clears throat> uh, homeless shelters for the next few years. My uh, my mother then, you know, met my stepfather, who was uh, who was a very angry, abusive man in many ways. And so, me as a child was always very very introspective. Um, extreme circumstances activate the third eye and open the third eye and and give people um, a, a larger than self view on the world. Um, you know, a view of what's really going on in the world and what part am I playing here? And so I've pretty much been, you know, looking for the way to, to help um, bring people into balance for as long as I can remember, you know, I literally, I can remember crawling and, and having some of these very deep thoughts about the world and, um, and healing pain, you know? Mm. So, you know, it's pretty pretty clear to me that that's what I'm here for, and uh, I'm happy to say that I have found my modality. You know, many people will say they it's their calling. Like I, I found Ormus, and it's been changing people's lives. Uh, it's even changed my lives, my life in many ways. And uh, so, you know, I, I do believe that I'm a, I found that balancing substance that I've been looking for for about two decades. Um, joining the Air Force, you know, that was. An interesting thing that at 18 years old, 
I I thought that I was, you know, doing some good on the planet by what what I considered at the time was getting rid of, you know, dark darkness and uh and now I understand that you can't get rid of darkness, you just have to transmute it. You don't blow it up. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, so it it didn't take long for me to figure that out. Um and so then I got into medicine. I uh, got really deep into that. I was I was loving organic chemistry and biochemistry in my easiest days at the University of Arizona. I uh, was having dreams of molecular interactions. And I remember being in the biochem class, which was taught by the dean of the medical school. I never took notes, never studied. I just went to class and listened. And it was like, I got it. You know, it was like my language. But, you know, if I was in like, you know, an English class, which is my language, it was just like everything was right over my head, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so the, the biochem, the chemistry was <clears throat> definitely part of my design. So Ormus came very naturally to me. Um, I was working as a, uh, a counselor at a residential treatment center for women with eating disorders when I discovered what Ormus was. And I was finding, you know, uh, like you said, I was planning on being a psychiatrist and um, after doing my own experimentation with psychiatric medication and getting the download on what they were and what they were not, I decided to actually pick up psychology as another major my senior year and took 46 units my first semester of senior year, 36 the second, just did the entire psychology curriculum in, in one year. And uh, I ended up, you know, thinking about being a psychologist, but after working in, in that field, I realized how limited words are because everything that you say is going to be filtered by the mind of the receiver. And so, it, you know, it's limited. What, what you understand is limited to their understanding, you know. So mm -hmm. then I, I was still was just like, yeah, I really want to give medicine, you know, because like, you can say things to people, but it doesn't mean it's going to get in. And I really just want to, like, hand something to somebody and just be like, take this. And, you know, and and so... I ended up finding that through a shamanic practitioner who was using Ormus. And I came, like you said, from a very Western type of uh, history. And so when she first started telling me about Ormus, I wasn't really interested. Um, she was my roommate at the time, though, so she had plenty of time to try to hammer it in my head. And finally, after a few months, I went online and ordered a bottle. And I just thought, what do I have to lose? And you know, it was like, whatever, you know, I just ordered one online and, and experimented with it. And I, you know, I took it when it came in and I didn't really, really didn't taste anything. It tasted a little bit milky. Um, didn't really feel anything. Didn't really smell like anything. It was just this white substance. And uh, there was really, there didn't seem to be much energy in it. Like if you do something, uh, like if you drink a coffee or yerbe mate, you know, there's you feel like there's energy in it because of what the compounds are doing to your neurotransmitters, you know, boosting dopamine levels and whatnot. So the Ormus is not a stimulant, you know, so it's activating but not stimulating. And so many people will try it for the first time and they won't uh, notice anything. I actually charge the, the Ormus with crystal energy and intention. So my Ormus is... Um, very high energy, which separates it from a lot of others. And I did that intentionally because I wanted people to feel something when they did it, you know? So <clears throat> I understand that you can't observe something without changing it. So I I just even gaze into the Ormus to, um, to plant intentions of love, gratitude, and abundance and um, channel energy 
using something similar to Reiki into the armist during my own practice of collecting it, and it works, and people can tell. Um, so basically at that time that the shaman had introduced it to me and I finally tried it, I, I noticed a subtle shift about 15 minutes after using it, just before leaving the door. And what seemed to me was that <clears throat> time seemed to slow down a little bit. And that's really the only way I can articulate the feeling. But even that doesn't necessarily describe it perfectly. Um, it was just like a shift into presence, you know. And those effects increase over time with daily use. Uh, and it got to the point where, well... Before using Ormus, I would be, you know, like kind of at a red light, angry, thinking about where I needed to be, you know, kind of anxious, but normal, not like angrier than the normal person. So I thought it was fine and normal. But after using Ormus, it would be like I, I might be 15 minutes late and sitting at a red light or sitting at a green light, even, you know, not moving and and like kind of observing a, a leaf falling off of a tree. And thinking, oh, that's beautiful. And, and not even thinking about the fact that I'm late because I started getting all these amazing downloads about the illusion of time and how everything's perfect and that the universe has this divine consciousness that's always shifting things to work out for our highest potential as long as we're coming from integrity. And so in that way, the Ormus started to change my life. Um, and I wasn't even really looking to change my life, you know. And, and so that's why I got so passionate about sharing with people because it became more of like, more than just a medicine that would cure people, or I don't even want to use the word cure, but help people with their you know, ADHD and depression and anxiety and, and imbalances and addictions and things. It became you know, like a medicine that would actually help to, to increase people's understanding of the world um, and their consciousness, their higher consciousness, you know, to help put them into their higher self. And that was something that I didn't even really ever think about when I was looking at medicine and stuff. So this was like a whole new world that opened up to me that I didn't even know existed. Mm. Yeah. And for everyone listening um, that are wondering, what is Ormus? Ormus stands for orbitally rearranged monoatomic elements. And what we kind of understand as Ormus was discovered by a man named David Hudson in the late 70s and 80s, who basically poured millions of dollars into trying to figure out what this substance was that wasn't depicted on the traditional periodic table, the elements, and started doing experiments with plants like aloe vera, which we now know is which is highly rich in different species of aloe vera, highly rich in these ormus elements. Um, mm-hmm. But and that's kind of how I got tuned into it. And but one thing I want to touch on that you're you're sharing is it reminds me of when you and me first connected really I think I was doing a lecture at Light Food Organics mm-hmm. and I remember you came up to me afterwards because I was I guess I was talking about like the spiritual revelations and transformation that occurred when I started doing like 64 ounces of green juice and got mm-hmm. colonics and doing raw yeah. foods and superfoods and I remember you came up to me and you're like you know Everything you're saying pretty much happened to me, but it didn't happen when I did like raw food. It happened when I did Ormus. And I think there's something to be said about um, when the time is right for you to walk through the door. It might not look like it looks like for somebody else, but when that thing comes to you, then be ready because it's, it's going to awaken you. Yeah. And here's what happened to me with the Ormus. Um, Wow, I, I love talking about this. It's such beautiful memories. So, okay, before doing the Ormus, uh, I I was doing 
you know, I was eating uh, meat that came from, you know, quote unquote, happy animal farms and whatnot. I, I was doing my research and, and ordering meat specifically from farms that treated their animals right and whatnot. But I, I wasn't thinking too much about raw foods. <clears throat> and when I first started doing Normus, one of the first things that happened to me was a natural, non-intentional fast, mm. where I was just pushed into this place of juice fasting. I didn't eat for like 15 days and had more energy than I'd ever had in my life and more clarity and shed so much water weight, and that w which was actually coming from like over-acidification um, that I had in my cells. Um, so my body was becoming alkaline. I was shedding all this water weight, and I was having so much energy, and I wasn't even eating. And so basically what was happening was that I was getting ormus into my body, and then my cells were saying, this stuff is good. Where can I get more of this? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's when I started getting into raw foods and stuff because the, the ormus is contained within the seeds and the skins of fruits and vegetables. And here's the thing, too. Ormus is also in, in meat, but it's in the organs and the glands right. of the meat. And most people don't do that. They just eat the muscle, um, which is, I mean... The, the organs and the, and the glands are the reason that animals are feeding things. Like even in nature, when an animal kills another animal, it goes in for the organs and leaves the carcass, you know. But the people, they see meat as like a way to make money and stuff. So they're just trying to capitalize on it in any way they can. And they're wasting the organs and the glands, which, which is just like, it's missing the mark, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so, so, yeah, there are a lot of places to find ormus, the organs, the glands, the, the skins and, and the seeds. Um, but ultimately in trace amounts, it's in everything, even in the air, just in such small amounts that it's almost not worth talking about, you know, but in concentrated amounts, it's in the organs, glands and skins and, um, seeds. So I started reaching for that stuff once I, uh, once I started using the ormus and I got so into it that I was just I was looking for all sorts of ways to collect dormice and where I can get it from and everything. I was having a lot of fun with it. Mm. And so let's talk about your product because there's a lot of Ormus products out there. I came to find years ago that many of these quote-unquote Ormus products are like possibly 90 or 99% like silica or silicates and carbon um, and aren't actually genuine Ormus products. Let's talk mm -hmm. about that. Yeah. So I use the Dead Sea as a source, uh, which is about 70% monatomic gold. The Ormus elements in the Dead Sea are about 70% monatomic gold. Um, and the reason why I do that is that it's a very ancient source. And for me, it's all about if, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Jesus Christ and the Essenes used the Dead Sea to collect Ormus. King Solomon used the Dead Sea to collect Ormus. Right. The ancient Egyptians used the Dead Sea. And... I mean, I love that we can still do that, you know, it's like it's been going on for thousands of years and we can still do it today. Um, intuitively, I'm just very drawn to it. I feel that it has a very healing frequency to it and it's very sacred. Um, so, yeah, like you said, a lot of Ormus is not really Ormus and there are ways of washing Ormus and concentrating it that are very important. Um, for example, uh, Moon Juice. Uh, sells my Ormus now, Moon Juice in Venice, and they used to sell another company's Ormus, and I went in there, and I tried the Ormus they were selling, and it wasn't Ormus, but it was like salt water, you know, <laughs> and I mean, there's a lot of salt in it, um, but when you take my Ormus, you don't taste any salt, You and I had gone through different processes of purification, and 
kind of mastering my purification process, which will always be happening for as long as I'm making it. But it's at a really great place. And it went through a phase where I had completely gotten rid of the, of the sodium and the kind of salty flavor just to purify it more and concentrate it more once collecting the Ormus. But uh, I also now, it even had like kind of a subtle hint of something that was like sea-ish where like you could, you could, you didn't say salty, but you could tell that it came from something that like fish also came from, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And now it's just, it's so pure. It's, it's almost just like air. It's, it's a very thick white substance um, that basically tastes like water or air. Um, and then I also have the Egyptian blue lotus and the rose. But yeah, so it takes me about uh, two to three months to purify the Ormus. I'm making it uh, at a really awesome place now that I'm really happy to be part of, you know, Revolution in oh, Venice, yeah. mm-hmm. right? So I don't know if you know this, but I'm actually using Revolution, Revolution's kitchen under the full moon mm. and making it there. Uh, it's a very high vibe environment, uh, commercial, certified, vegan, organic. And um, yeah, so I collect it under the full moon, but then the purification, the washing is about a two month process for me. Um, I do collect it in a different way so that when it comes out, it's really, really concentrated, uh, which has a lot to do with the high energy because Ormus kind of comes out as an explosion, and the more concentrated it is, the more explosive it is. And uh, ultimately, you know, anybody that it just comes down to time and, and patience of, of the wash cycles, and I run a lot of wash cycles through it to continue to, um, to filter it afterward. Um, so I get it down to a, a white, you know, cream that could easily be converted into a powder, but... I, I don't I don't want to get rid of the water because it's it's programmed with the crystals and the intention and it's a great delivery mechanism. So I keep that and uh, and then once it's done I dilute it a little bit I put it in myron glass, which is as protective against light frequency as a metal. But there's no metal leaching out. It's a very um, high quality glass because uh, light will actually reduce the shelf life of the Ormus. Um, it'll drop it into a lower vibrational state. So I immediately put it into the Myron glass to protect it um, against light and energy vibration. Then it can be shelved and handled. It's totally safe. Yeah, you know what I love about the the Myron glass movement too is that the science behind it is really amazing. Um, You know, Fritz Albert Popp, the famous biophysicist and you know, scientist of the 60s, 70s, and 80s who really discovered that within each cell of any living organism, it basically respires on biophotons or light, you know, biological light that we take in from, let's just say, the sun. And the way that that Myron glass is designed is that it only lets through exactly 380 nanometers of photon rays, which are exactly the frequency that scrambles mutated cells. Right, right, exactly. And the the first Ormus I tried came to me in a plastic bottle. Oh, God. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, I took the Ormus, and and this is one of the biggest Ormus providers in the world. So this is one of the reasons I got into it, because – I was in the Air Force making missiles and rockets. I went to University of Arizona and studied chemistry and psychology and biology. And I'm, I'm meticulous, you know, like when I do something, I, I do it right. And I'm not going to put gold in a plastic bottle. <laughs> you know, that's poverty <laughs> consciousness. You know, you're I mean, you're basically programming the Ormus with poverty consciousness. 
when you do something like that. I program the Ormus for it to bring love, gratitude, and abundance to everybody who uses it, you know? Um, so, so yeah, I, I mean, of course, when I get Ormus in a plastic bottle, I'm going to take it, and its energy is going to be low, you know, because like you said, the photons of the light are going to drop it down into a lower vibrational state, and the Myron glass is very protective. Mm. Yeah, I really appreciate that meticulousness and that attention to detail, which can be very difficult in a world that is essentially drowning in information and starving for wisdom. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what what your your kind of core uh, philosophy really is about is that you're trying to deliver a state of wisdom to people, and that's that's what I find with the Ormus people I've talked to about it that have tried your Ormus, they really feel they have an amplified tuning fork and, mm-hmm. and they, they are more of a conduit or a receiver for inspired insights. Yeah. I mean, that reminds me of one of my, my, one of my first testimonials was a man who started taking the Ormus when, <clears throat> you know, it's, okay. So I used to live in West Hollywood and I went to air one a lot and there was a guy that worked at Air One named Alex Puzz. I don't know if you know him. He worked behind the tonic bar at Air One. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Alex mm-hmm. Puzz. So <laughs> I was, you know, this was during the time that I was working at the treatment center, and I was making Ormus for fun, and I was I would go into Air One and get a tonic and sit at the bar, and somehow Alex heard that I was making Ormus, and he asked me if he could have some. So I said, sure. And I gave him the Ormus, and he was like, whoa, like there's energy in this. This is like really high vibration Ormus, you should be giving this to people. I was like, okay, cool. Um, he's so he started sharing it with people behind the bar and I gave it to him in this blue bottle that was unmarked. It had no label, nothing on it. And people would walk up to the bar like celebrities and, you know, like really powerful people and very, very super health conscious people walking up to the bar. They're like, Oh, you know, I have this going on, trouble sleeping, or, you know, this anxiety in my work is it's really stressful. And he's like, here, this is what you need, some Ormus. And he would take this bottle of Ormus that I gave him as a gift out of his apron and give them across the counter this Ormus that came from outside of everyone. And so people started calling me asking for bottles. So I put a label that said Ormus and had my phone number on the bottle, and I would go over to Air One and give it to people and then walk back to my place. And that was going on for a while, which was really fun and really exciting um, and then finally air one was just like, this can't be happening here, you know? <laughs> um, but during this phase, uh, there was a man who started using the Ormus and he had tried pretty much every psychiatric medication. He had tried all sorts of shamanic ceremony and practices and microdosing on different plant medicines and things, and nothing was working for him. He was 40 years old. He lived with his parents, had extreme anxiety, was working in real estate for years and had never even come close to closing a deal. And he, you know, he had nothing to lose, kind of like how I felt when I tried the Ormus. And he was like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll try some of this stuff. And called me, and he got a bottle, and he came back in two weeks, and he said, I feel amazing. I want to buy two more bottles. And the bottle was supposed to last about two months at that time. I was selling much bigger bottles. It was not as concentrated as it is now. And I said, wow, that went really fast. And he goes, yeah, I feel amazing. My anxiety's gone. So I said, okay. So I gave him another two bottles. And then he came back in about two weeks, and both of those bottles are gone. And he said he wanted two more bottles. And I was like, you went through two bottles in two weeks? And he said, you shouldn't be selling this to the public. The world's not ready for this. He said, I feel amazing. I can feel people's energy. I can connect with people. You know, he's like, I feel powerful. And so I 
considered what he said, and I thought, that's great. That's the natural state of being. You're balanced, and you're activated, and you're open and alert. This is exactly why I'm giving it to the public. And about three months after that, he closed his first deal. He sold a $20 million house. Uh, he got a $200,000 commission, moved out of his parents' place, bought a house, he started renting out an Airbnb, and like got his dream car. It totally changed his life. And this was within my first couple months of, of making Ormus. So this was like this immediate feedback of that I was doing the right thing. And he actually bought the rest of the Ormus that I had. Mm. Just bought it all. It was like three and a half gallons that he purchased from me at that time, which was really funny because I had taken out this loan to start the business. And what, he, what I gave him, I gave him my wholesale price when he bought the rest of it. And it was exactly to the dollar amount what I needed to repay that loan. Wow. <laughs> and I repaid it within like a week before going late. So it was perfect and very synchronistic, which is another thing that the Ormus does is it just puts you in line with synchronistic phenomenon. Um, one of my first experiences before I even decided to start sharing it with people was I was working at the treatment center. Um, I was, you know, pretty, you would consider me a pretty successful free guy in America. I was 28 years old. I had a job. And I had a car and a place to live. I lived in West Hollywood. And so you think, yeah, freedom, right? This is this is freedom. But I was driving home one day, and I was not feeling free. I was, for some reason, kind of for the first time in my life, even just like noticing consciously the feeling of not being free. And so I started questioning freedom and what it was. And I asked this question out loud. I said, what is freedom? Just driving, you know, talking to myself. I'm like, what is freedom? And when I said that, a red convertible BMW drove by me and written on the side in big black letters was the word freedom. And so I was like, okay, I'm like, I'm communicating with the universe right now. This is, this is not, you know, a lot of things like that were happening to me, but this was kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back where I was like, all right, there's something to this Ormus and there's something to this universe. And there's, there's some consciousness out here that I've been unaware of my whole life, you know? Um, so that's when I really started diving deeper into the Ormus and, and yeah, that's, you know, there's been a lot of, now that's just a regular state of being for me where it's like that constantly, I'm surprised if stuff like that isn't happening every day. <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. Yeah, I can completely relate to that experience um, of being in the hyper synchronistic flow or the holy flow of hyper synchronicity. And you, you start to notice your perception of time changes. You notice things. You actually can start to see as you fine tune this, you start to see a timeline awaken like in front of you. Instead, when you're looking back on your life in retrospect, you see the movie reel lead up to where you are. But now you start to see it actually kind of being rolled out in front of you. And you can kind of see, okay, if I take this path or I do these habits, let's say like we want to change our habits. Well, if I keep doing certain habits, it's going to lead me towards this timeline in five to 10 years. And I'm going to be this kind of person. Or if I do this path and I change certain habits, this is the trajectory I'm looking at. And that's kind of what I'm getting from this, too, is that your perception of yourself and um, that, that, that self-awareness and also being able to project probabilities of your destiny, let's say, get, get easier. And now you can make better decisions because you're not naively going through life. You can actually see the probabilities unfold in front of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so what you're describing is clairvoyance. Yes. You know, which is one of the properties of opening the third eye. 
And I, I remember the first time I, I had of a sober clairvoyant experience, again, uh, induced by the Ormus. Um, I was in, in my bedroom, sitting on my bed. Uh, I had woken up, gone for my morning run, uh, came home, and I was, you know, making the Ormus and stuff. And I was in this place of, I was kind of in between, you know, changing my life. And I wasn't, there was all these things I wanted to do, but I didn't know where to start. And something happened where I sat on my bed to think, hmm, what should I do? Something happened where I saw myself all over my bedroom doing different things and each thing in line with a certain timeline that was a certain uh, potential for an existence and where it would lead me. And I saw them all as if I was watching like six movies at once. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then I just, and then I was like, okay, I'm choosing this one. And I made a choice to go do something that I'd seen it all unfold. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. And that's kind of like, um, that's the magic of life, right? Like everybody is seeking transcendent experiences. They're seeking, they're seeking a natural high, essentially, even though we haven't been educated on these metaphysical capabilities. So we, we defer that to the substance that elicits that neurotransmission, the brain chemicals start dancing and our hormones dance. And then that, that gives us some sort of perceptual experience that's very transitory obviously um but the ormus that you in the 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 experience that we're kind of talking about is ultimately we're tapping into a flow state right right balancing the left and right hemispheres of the brain mm-hmm. inducing the theta and delta brain states uh, that's what psychologists call the flow right mm-hmm. or coherence right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. some people call it the zone Right, right, right. All the yeah, like as an athlete, like that was that was kind of that became the whole deal for me because I realized as a competitive martial artist who competed at the national level and internationally where, you know, it's like very high caliber or even basketball, I would notice myself at times go into these zones where I seemed like I pretty much could do anything I wanted at free will. But then I started to realize like, wow, okay, that doesn't seem to be like, I can't activate that of my own volition. Like something happens unannounced to me. And I was like, how do I, how do I tap that? What's the formula to that? How can I put, how can I just activate that at any given moment? And kind of sounds like this is one of those, those possible tools. You know, it really is. It, it really truly is. Um, I like to call Ormus liquid yoga mm. because the, the feeling that it gives you is similar to how you feel after a yoga class or breath work or meditation. It's the theta delta brain state, you know, and it's a balanced state of being where the way that what studies show the Ormus does to the brain is that we have uh, an Im- imbalance in the masculine, the feminine, the artistic, um, the scientific, the left side, the right side of the brain. One is more active than the other. So what's happening when people use the Ormus is that the, the more prominent side reduces in activity to meet the less um, prominent side. And then they both increase together past the point of activity that even the more prominent side was at originally. So it's increasing brain capacity and IQ over time. So helping people with memory, focus, um, you know, all sorts of things. And so basically, it's, uh, it's not something that I, I tell people here, just take this and you're going to get like really smart or whatever. I, I don't recommend that um, because there is a very synchronistic 
uh, quality to the Ormus where your thoughts, which are things, and what you focus on and what you're seeing is a reality and you're drawing that closer to you, you still have to be um, very conscious and intentional with your thoughts and only more so when you use the Ormus. So I, I don't say, here, just take this and you're fine. You know, I, I say take it before you meditate, preferably, because it, my personal experience, what started happening is um, I was becoming accident prone when I was first taking the Ormus because I wasn't meditating. But I liked that I was becoming accident prone because things were happening to me, accidents that never happened. And I was like, wow, okay, the Ormus is doing something. So I sat with it and I meditated. But the amazing thing was that when I started meditating, I would see my crown chakra activate. I would see this violet cloud. I would focus on it and then I would go through these violet tunnels and then I would get all these dead. And so meditation, and this is fast, this is within like three minutes of sitting there, you know? And prior to the Ormus, if I was meditating, I could do it for like half an hour and I was still thinking, I got to do this, I got to do that. All these things I had to take care of and was never really tapping into the flow state, you know? But with the Ormus, I was being put in a, a, con, a constant flow state. So I could just sit there and I was already in the flow state and then I could really tap into the deep states of meditation with that, you know? So basically, once I started meditating, all of the accidents turned into really great, you know, like synchronistic gifts. Like, wow, this is exactly what I needed to happen. I met the person I needed to meet or just something would come in. Uh, it generally involved people. Um, me um, being a business owner and operating a business single-handedly, uh, a lot of the synchronistic phenomenon that I was experiencing was I'd wake up in the morning and be like, man, I really need this. I need somebody to come help me with this today. And somebody would send me an email or call me and be like, hey, do you need help with this? And I'm like, really? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of do. <laughs> you know. And uh, so basically what's happening is that a person is like a beacon. You know, um, We're like an antenna and we give off this wavelength. And so the Ormus has superconductive properties. And so it's strengthening the magnitude of the wavelengths you're putting out so they go out much further with more power. And so what you're thinking is coming back to you way faster. And, and so that's how using Ormus, when it's good Ormus, can catalyze manifestations. Mm -hmm. I, I experienced a lot of that with the Ormus I was making. And now, now it's, like, it's like instant karma, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> like in a state of instant karma. And that's how... Like this Ormus, it's changing my life. It's every day. It's making me a better person. You know, that's a that's a really great point. I like the term instant karma because a lot of times, um, depending on if somebody subscribes to that or not, um, however you interpret that, um, everything has a cause and effect, right? So things that we have done or participated in years ago, sometimes the boomerang effect can take years to come back around and I like the idea of instant karma because you can get through you can you can learn your lessons quicker and if you're on a growth path yep. and you're really clear like okay I want to I want to really like I want to express more clairvoyant qualities and I'm really on my mission then you would you would like to get the feedback immediately so you don't have to be distracted later on mm -hmm. yeah absolutely exactly and from the moment I started taking Ormus to where I'm at now, uh, things in my life, which normally I wouldn't really see a pattern. I started seeing patterns that would be like, you know, some, the same thing would happen in like a three or four month period of time, which now the pattern is like a one to two day period of time that something's happening over and over again. The universe is just talking to me nonstop. You know, I mean, I say the universe is talking to me nonstop, but, and a lot of people say, oh, you are the universe, but I really understand. It's like, 
I I am the universe, you know? Like, if I look into the mirror and say the words, you're beautiful, I'm going to see my eyes change right before my eyes, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, when you start to catalyze your energy, uh, you you have that experience with the entire world around you, you know, where now it's like, I'm good to people just to be good <laughs> so I can be good. You know what I mean? Well, That's what, like, a, what a concept. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, just to be good because it feels good to be good. That's all. I'm good. And when you're good, you know, good things happen to you, but that doesn't even matter. That's just a, a byproduct right. of being good. I, I mean, of course, if you're good, good things are going to happen to you. But, um, yeah, so so the, the universe, you know, the Ormus, it can turn the universe into kind of a, a mirror where it always is. It's just not so obvious, you know? But is the mirror cloudy or not? You know, it's funny you say that. I had this really interesting download the other day, and it was funny you say, is the, you know, is the mirror cloudy? Because I was driving down the street, and I was thinking about how beautiful, you know, the world looked driving down Lincoln Boulevard in Venice, which I didn't always think looked beautiful, <laughs> you know, but I just think things are beautiful these days. So I was like, yeah, the world looks beautiful, you know, and then that followed up with, um, who are the specific words? It was, uh, the world is always beautiful the question is whether or not your windshield is clean, right. <laughs> you know, because mm. if your windshield is dirty, the world's not looking so beautiful, but when it's clean, suddenly the world looks a lot prettier. So yeah, it's like, it's like that is the mirror cloudy. Yeah. That's so really, will help, will help, you know, decloud the mirror, help you clean the mirror. Right. That's essentially the, the message that I'm getting. I was talking to a friend a day or two ago and I was talking about this concept that continues to arise. Like my brain is literally changing. I can feel the I can feel the organ physically changing, but I see yeah. I see how things are holographically appearing in front of me, and um, it's almost like it's like I'm I'm before if you can imagine we're in such a willpower kind of like masculine go 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 kind of archetype, so we're putting the puzzle pieces where we think they need to go, but now I go into a meditation and then I watch the puzzle pieces being placed in front of me. And one thing, one puzzle piece, for example, we can call that a paradigm or a, you know, a a thought, a belief. And I see that, but then I see another puzzle piece attached to it. And then now I'm, I'm witnessing the, the unfoldment of a, of a bigger picture. Right. So that's kind of how I relate to that is like, my windshield might have been cloudy per se, simply because I was so focused on one puzzle piece. But then now that I backed up a little bit, now I can see a bigger picture. I can see more opportunities. I can see how these quote unquote mistakes, these accidents were actually necessary prerequisites for the formation of a bigger vision. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody said once that when you're standing too close to the tree, you can't see the forest. And it's kind of like, you know, when somebody's slapping you in the face and it doesn't hurt that much, you, you stand there and they're, they're slapping you and it doesn't hurt that much and it's slapping you. But when suddenly it, it hurts because it's so strong, you yeah. move and you respond and you make sure it never happens again. Right. And that's, that's what it's like when the magnitude of what you put out is so great, you know, um, because they're coming in much stronger. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're putting mm-hmm. out a greater magnitude. So it's coming in, comes in at a greater magnitude, like the guy that sold the $20 million house, you know? Right. Okay. Let me, let me touch on that concept for a minute. Cause this is as an entrepreneur and just a very goal oriented person. Um, 
who's working with quote unquote universal principles opposed to man-made principles. I'm starting to, I I just want to actually pose some form of a question here for you. Now in that instance, my interpretation is that that man obviously had all the capacities and capabilities to sell that house, but there was something interrupting that, that current of flow, if you will, from aligning to that. But what you said, yeah. is once he started taking the, the Ormus, it's almost like that, that whatever was inhibiting that flow currency probably opened up. Is that? Mm-hmm. that? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So we have blind sides in our consciousness uh, the blind sides, they're huge blind spots. They're like the subconscious. Um, right. so, uh, unfortunately most people are completely living in their subconscious, <laughs> they're totally operating and the fingers always pointing outward. And so what happens is when you start to fire up your neurotransmitters, uh, in a natural way, just from giving yourself, uh, a natural form of life force, the ormus elements, they they come from nature, you know, so it's not like you're using a drug that's firing up your neurotransmitters, and it's not like you're taking a reuptake inhibitor that's just blocking your neurotransmitters so that, or I'm sorry, your uh, receptors so that more neurotransmitters are floating around. You're taking something that allows you to naturally make more neurotransmitters, you know? Mm-hmm. You're not taking neurotransmitters, and you're not taking reuptake inhibitors. You're just feeding yourself with the energy that allows you to make more. So basically what's happening is that when his brain starts firing up, you know, and he's increasing his brain capacity and his IQ, the blind spots are getting smaller and smaller and smaller. So he's seeing his thoughts, you know, and he's seeing those things that are blocking him from being what he wants to be. Um, He's seeing his fearful thoughts. And when you see it, you're like, that's silly. There's nothing to be afraid of. It's like when I was a child, I remember I used to be afraid of the dark. And I remember the day that I was no longer afraid of the dark because what always happened to me was when I'd wake up in the middle of the night and hear a sound, I'd put the blanket over my face. And then one day I decided, I was like, wait, if there's something really in my room, I want to see what it is. So I pulled the blanket under my face and then there was nothing there. I was like, what the hell was I afraid of? <laughs> and that's what life, that's what life is like. You know, we have these, this subconscious with all these fearful thoughts and, and they're looming around saying, you can't do this because of that. Or like, this will happen. Or look what happened to this guy, you know, this lady. And or you're like, y- your loved one will stop talking to you if you're super successful or whatever. <laughs> you know? And so, but, when, but you don't see them and they're just operating you. And so when you see them, you're like, well, I can respond. That's, that's silly, you know? And that's what happened to this gentleman. So he, he took a lot and he really quickly uh, turned his life around just by, being able to see his subconscious and the things that were holding him back. And he wanted it, you know, he knew what he wanted. Uh, he wanted to be successful. He wanted to get out of his parents' house and he was in real estate for four years and wanted to be a successful real estate agent. And that's what he wanted. God bless his soul. You know, everybody deserves to have what they want as long as they're not hurting anybody. And so him being a 40 year old man is, you know, different than a lot of other people when you're 25 or 30, the goal isn't to have what you want. The goal then is for most people who are using the Ormus just to know what they want, first and foremost. Right. You know? So he, he started off, you know, on being just with his age and life experience on a little bit of a further path than most of the people who even start using the Ormus in the first place. Mm, that, that's so beautiful. I, it reminds me of this thought I was meditating on earlier today, the concept of a miracle. And so many times we interpret a miracle as a projection of something happening to us or for us to fix something like, Oh, I just got the money I needed. What a miracle. And it's like, well, let's examine that for a second because I'm really pretty sure a miracle is not 
in the acquisition of something, but the actual miracle is the shift somebody makes consciously in making a decision um, to shift something inside of them. Maybe it's to walk in more oneness with God or whatever your interpretation is. To me, the very act of somebody deliberately shifting in that direction is actually the miracle. And anything else Mm -hmm. that happens is a natural phenomenon that that is an expression of the miracle. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. And it kind of goes back to those, you know, the, uh, the people who win the lottery and then they end up worse off after winning the lottery than before, because winning the lottery is not a miracle, right? No, no, it's, it's what's going on within you. That is what causes the miracle, you know? Uh, it's not to be distracted by what's going on externally. Mm. Yeah. And, and this is, you know, it's, it's beautiful. Again, it takes me back to our original conversation after that lecture is that, you know, what I was, what I was wanting to convey to people and even more so now is that my passion for, for living foods and, and the whole plethora of, of what I talk about is not in the actual details of those things, but it's in the painting of a vision that was made available to me when I made a shift to change my, my, my lifestyle habits and my diet. And, and I walked that path, like that's when the miracle started to occur. And it just so happened that my physical vessel was being cleaned out to make me a better conduit. But, um, that's why I think that gift was, or that, you know, the, the voice to speak this message was given to me and the passion I have before with it, because, Essentially, I'm not really trying to sell somebody a diet like that's of no interest to me. I'm trying to inspire somebody to take action steps that are going to catalyze a spiritual insight for them. Right. Right, exactly. And uh, I think that's why we're connecting, uh, you know, on the Ormus. Mm -hmm. I can say comfortably that, you know, it's not a good idea to ever say guarantee. You know, I don't use that word, mm-hmm. but I can, I can say comfortably that if you start taking the Ormus and you say clearly to yourself, this is what I want to experience, that will happen. Mm. If, if you say, it doesn't even have to be right. There is no right or wrong. It's just, all we're doing is placing orders within every moment of every second. Uh, you start taking the Ormus and you say, or write, this is what I want. Give it some time. It might even be a month or two months. But it might not be that long. Just give it some time, and for sure, without a doubt, it will actually happen. So this reminds me of the great quote, God's delays are not God's denials, and everything manifests in its own time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. True. And and sometimes the the time period, time is an important process uh, of alchemy. And actually, pain is too, because Mm -hmm. pain is the fire. People don't realize that. They try to avoid pain. And that's them. They're avoiding the magic because essentially the only difference between alchemy and chemistry is the magic. And so when you allow yourself to feel pain, you're increasing the strength of your fire. And that's the fire that's catalyzing the reaction necessary to create what you want to create. You know, it's just pain. It's not misery. Misery is the avoidance of pain, you know. Mm -hmm. So basically you have time and you have pain. And so it's important, you know, let yourself... Let yourself desire and let your, so it's desiring. It's not the root to misery. It's attachment. That's the root to misery. So, you know, we can get that straight. So let yourself desire and then give yourself some time because over time the fire grows stronger 
Mm. And this is a, this is an important part of the reaction. So that's what's going to bring it in, or or like you know, cook up the dish, you know, if you will. Mm. It's it, essentially it's the desire because that's the energy that when you see the picture and then you have the fire behind it, that's what pulls it in, you know. This is so good. So the the fire is essentially the the passion and all your you know it's the fire. It's that fiery energy that you use to to mold yourself or to mold an idea um, at the right point when that that flame has reached its its like I guess its impetus or its magnum opus. Yeah. And then and then it. Yeah, you you can't turn an iron into a sword without fire. Right. And you can't turn yourself into a beautiful work of art without pain. Right. Mm. So anyway, I don't even know how we got on the topic of that, but this is important because when you're using the Ormus and you're catalyzing your rate of manifestation, it's important that people understand what manifestation and what alchemy is, you know, so they kind of go hand in hand. Absolutely. Mm. No, this is, and this is brilliant. I mean, this is what this podcast is all about. This is why it's an unconventional um, and journey-based podcast. And I think that's why so many people are, have gravitated towards it and really appreciate it because we're taking untraveled territory, um, which is all universal. Like each person that comes on here is really bringing in their own wisdom teachings. Obviously, we talk about the health aspects or like we're talking about Ormus, but real, what I love about this conversation is that it's spawning out into these universal principles that everybody is wanting to live their life by in some way. And when we understand that there's certain lifestyle tools that are really powerful and that are, you know, authentically made and high quality and can help us become better tuning forks, I think that's what everyone's really going after in the health quest is to actually live their dreams and become Yeah, absolutely. And I feel, you know, very fortunate to be part of this process. Yeah, right on. It's an honor. And with everything we've talked about, do you have any concluding thoughts for us? Mm, concluding thoughts. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. First and foremost, nothing happens to you. Everything happens for you. So just keep that in mind. Um, use the Ormus, meditate on what you want to experience. Uh, as it opens your third eye, uh, it tends to bring colorful, lucid dreaming. Um, you tend to be more lucid in your waking state and you can use this, uh, imagery to, you know, see what you want for yourself, uh, and let the painful experiences be a blessing because, they really are a blessing, and here's why. The reason they're a blessing is because it is the painful experiences that are bringing you the experiences that you want to experience. So, you know, when something tough happens, just breathe it in and let it be tough. You know, like, don't sit in denial over the fact that you're not where you want to be. Let yourself know, this isn't what I want. This is not what I want to be a pattern, or this is what I want to experience. And be a positive imp impact on the world around you. So with that being said, um, I want to let you know, you introduced me as Prescott. My birth name is Prescott Mason Love. Um, on the last full moon, actually, so just about a week ago, I decided to come up with a new fun and creative name, which I don't even think that I, I don't think I told you this, but you might have noticed this switch on Facebook, Ronnie. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, mm -hmm. so um, I, I came up with this fun name that I love, Archer Adam Aniata. 
And Aniyata is an ancient Hebrew word that means I am you. The way that I spell Adam is A-T-O-M because the entire universe is contained within the atom. And when you scroll back and look at the universe, you realize that it really just looks like an atom. (laughs) So it's all just one atom within an an atom. Um, Adam was also, not coincidentally, the first man to walk the face of the earth, according to some religions and philosophies. So um, Archer, you know, is, is a name I chose because, you know, it has been said that, you know, the true meaning of sin is to miss the mark. And, you know, if the mark is a bullseye, then what we're really aiming at within every moment of every second is love. And sometimes we, we miss, you know, and sometimes we hit anger instead or, or jealousy instead or something. But, you know, like an archer, just step back, recalibrate, re-aim and release, you know. So, so I go by Archer Adam Aniata now and you can find me with that on Facebook. It's now Alchemy on Instagram. My website is nowalchemy.com. And I have some really amazing discounts on the website. And for everybody who's hearing this podcast right now and wants to go on the website and order a bottle, if you enter the coupon Ronnie, R-O-N-N-I-E, you'll get an additional 10% off of any discount or any price that's already on the website. Fantastic. Oh, wow. What a great conversation. Thank you so much for joining me. Absolutely. Thank you for inviting me. It's been my pleasure, truly. Wonderful. And for all of you listening, thank you, as always, for tuning in to another episode of the official Ronnie Landis podcast show. It's been my pleasure and my honor, and thank you for joining our special guest. And check out his work. Amazing stuff. If you if this is your first introduction into Ormus, there you go. You got the download. Now it's time to take action. Start playing with it. See how it can positively influence your life and the goals that you want to create. And with that said, we will catch you on the next episode. Aloha. Mm. Aloha. Peace, brother. Peace, everybody. Thank you for listening. Love mm-hmm. you.